Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. The simple difference, I believe, begins with with seeing more, seeing more of the people in front of you. Um, so it begins with that, just getting our our eyes off of our screens and you know, getting our biases out of our minds and just seeing that each person is an image bearer of God who has a unique story and unique struggles and unique gifts. And what does it look like to, um, you know, just speak a small word of encouragement to say, like, I, I see you, like, you're doing a great job. Like, I'm glad you're here. The Simple Difference, as Becky keeps said, isn't about totally changing the course of your life. It's about letting God change you and work through you in the midst of your ordinary days. Today on Connections, Becky is going to share with us how we can change our mindset to realize even the simplest thing that we do for someone can change their life drastically. We're going to hear that and so much more today on Connections. Becky Keefe joins us today. She is the community manager for Day Springs Encourage, which is an online community where women can connect deeply with God. She's also a popular speaker and the author of a couple of books, including her most recent one, The Simple Difference, How Every Small Kindness Makes a Big Impact. Now we're going to get around to that book in a little bit. But first of all, Becky, we want to get to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your family, and how you got into this world of writing and ministry. Yeah, well, I call Southern California home, and my husband Chris and I have been married for 16 years, and we have three spirited boys, um, <laughs> uh, 9, 11, and almost 13, which I can't believe that I'm going to be the mom of a teenager because <laughs> it felt like I was in the little years for so long. Um, but yeah, really love this season of motherhood. Um, and I work for Dayspring's, um, online community called Encourage. Um, and I've been a writer my whole life. Like I loved, I've always loved words and stories. Um, but it was really in the throes of young motherhood that I discovered writing as a way to really see what God was doing in my own life. And as I started to share my struggles and my small, um, spiritual lessons throughout my, you know, ordinary days and to see, Oh, other women out there, struggle the same way that I do. And it, it started to make a connection. Um, and so that's kind of really how my online uh, writing ministry began and has morphed from my first book was about motherhood um, called No Better Mom for the Job. Um, and now my new book um, is all about the big impact of small kindness, uh, which I've had opportunities to live out as a mom of three boys and as a just going about my regular life and um, seeing that even, you know, when we are stretched thin by ordinary life and weighed down by the world's problems, you know, one person really can make a difference. So when you say small kindness, what do you mean by that? I mean, in small, ordinary, everyday ways, what does it look like to really see the people in front of us. I like to say that the simple difference isn't just about doing more. Like we, you know, we've talked about random acts of kindness for years, which is, which is great. Um, but it's a lot about, about doing, you know, have a list and, and, and do something every day. Um, and there's definitely an aspect of action, but the simple difference I believe begins with, 
with seeing more, seeing more of the people in front of you. Um, so it begins with that, just getting our, our eyes off of our screens and, you know, getting our biases out of our minds and just seeing that each person is an image bearer of God who has a unique story and unique struggles and unique gifts. And what does it look like to, um, you know, just speak a small word of encouragement to say, like, I, I see you, like you're doing a great job. Like, I'm glad you're here. It's the small things that can make a huge difference actually. Right. I'll never forget when I was like 15 working my first job and in a grocery store and I decided to do something extra facing the shelves. Right. Mm -hmm. And my boss walked by and he's like, Hey, good man. And patted me on the back. And like uh, 16 years later, I still remember that moment and how you good it You still remember me feel. it. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that one of those moments was kind of the impetus of when I first years and years ago started in my mind calling this ability to impact someone's life. In my mind, I just started calling it the simple difference. I was, it was an ordinary summer morning and I was at the library with my three kids. And at the time they were probably like three, five, and six. And we had accidentally gotten there early and it, it was only like eight minutes, but those eight minutes like stressed me out because people were watching us and my kids were not being bad, just highly active and curious. And mommy, what's this? And can I put the books here and more trips to the drinking fountain? And, you know, just like normal, normal mayhem. Um, and a woman caught my eye and she's like, it's going to be a long summer. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Yeah. But then she said something I'll never forget. She said, but you're doing a really great job and I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you're here. And And that small, I was bracing myself for a stranger's like criticism. And instead when she chose to encourage me, like it changed my whole day. Those simple words, especially when you're a mother and a mother of little ones that are full of energy mean the world. Right. And it put me on. I thought, you know, I feel like in that season of my life, especially I'm like, I do not have much to give. I don't have time. I don't have energy. I don't have money. Like, what do I have to give the world? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be that other person that looks for ways to encourage someone who might be struggling to go out of my way to just ask someone how they're doing and, and really lean in to hear the answer. I mean, small kindness can be not just saying, I'll pray for you, which is great. But like, I'm going to pray for you right now and being awkward enough mm-hmm. to stop in, you know, the frozen food aisle at the grocery store or in the middle of, you know, the meet and greet time at church and just give the gift of our presence. How do we change our mindset to see that it can be that simple and it can be something that small? Well, I think it's helpful you know, like, like you were doing Mike of looking back on our own lives and thinking about what are the things that really have impacted us. And I think when we see it through that lens, maybe there's some big grand gestures that someone did something, you know, super lavish or super generous. But I know for me, when I think about how has God used people in my life in a significant way, and it's usually through something small, it's through a timely text message when someone reached out with a verse or just that word of encouragement or, or a follow-up question of, Hey, you shared that last week. And how's that thing going? Like I felt seen in those moments or, 
you know, when someone brought a meal after, you know, my dad passed away or after I had a baby or, you know, just people stepping into our real lives in really small ways. I'm like, that made an impact on me. And if that is true, then I can do something small. It doesn't have to be lavish. I had a friend whose husband was in the hospital and she was having a really hard time. And I was, you know, under heavy deadlines at work and didn't have a lot of margin, but I was like, what do I have? And I packed up a baggie full of snacks that I already had in my cupboard. Cause I'm like, kids like other people's snacks. I'm like, here's three granola bars and some popcorn. And I made like my favorite it's, I don't know. Like I put like frozen berries in water. It doesn't sound exciting, but I think it's refreshing and she only <laughs> lives around the corner. And so I walked over a Mason jar of water with frozen berries and a baggie full of snacks. That's all I had to give, but guess what? It didn't fix my friend's predicament or heal her husband, but it made an impact because she's like, oh, God has not forgotten me. My friend has not forgotten me. And so in that way, like just show up right where you are with exactly what you have and trust that it's God's power that can multiply it and make that impact. Perfect for the month of December. Little drummer boy just came to mind. <laughs> That's mm, his only yes. guess, the song says, right? I like that though, because so often we think it has to be big and spectacular and we, yeah, we don't have the gifts to uh, change the world or the money to change the world, but really we do because we can be kind to people right around us. Yeah, exactly. And if we're kind, we're going to get a kinder world and then who knows what's possible from there. Right. Like that's the, that's the exciting thing. And I think, you know, especially in the last 20 months, like it's easy to feel discouraged. It's easy to feel weighed down by the world's problems and to feel like, like I'm not called to, most of us are not called to, you know, overseas missionary mission work or, you know, big shiny stages or to have, you know, huge bank accounts or huge Instagram followings. But there's these things that we think, oh, I have to be like on the front lines of being an advocate or in politics or X, Y, Z. And I think that we see in scripture, no, like what did God use? He used a boy who had, you know, five loaves of bread and two fish. He used a widow who had her last handful of flour and a little bit of oil. Like he used another widow who gave two coins and Jesus called it out to his disciples and said, take notice. Like God honors our small. And so we can be excited to partner with him and be conduits of his kindness. Like it doesn't, all the pressure doesn't rest on our shoulders, but I think it's exciting to be expectant to say, Lord, as I go on my way today, have your way with me. Let me be, let me experience your loving kindness so that I can then share it with others. How do we teach our kids this? As a mom of three spirited boys, you're the expert. Tell us, because <laughs> I have two spirited children of my own that are young still. Oh, please don't call me an expert. I know, <laughs> I don't think any parent deserves that title because it is a learning curve every day. Right. Uh, and trust me, I'm like, preaching to myself and to them all the time. But I think in the same way that I want to grow in my ability to see people, that's where it starts. I think with our children, it's teaching them to have a posture of compassion, you know, um, 
I, I, I remind my boys, you know, Hey, look for that kid at school who is sitting by himself at lunch. Look for the person who maybe is being left out. And for one of my sons, he, uh, he's an extrovert. He's more outgoing. Like that's easier for him. My two others, even though they are strong-willed, they're more introverted, like not the kid who wants to go out of his way for someone else. Um, and yet I think by modeling that, to show it's okay to feel awkward. (laughs) Like it's okay to feel uncomfortable, but what is our value? Like, and I like to say, you know, I want to care more about the opportunity to show love to someone else than I care about my own comfort. And so I think modeling that for our kids, you know, when I take a meal to a friend, you know, I'll take my boys with me, or they know that often if we're on our way to Costco or the grocery store, I will call or text a friend and say, Hey, I'm on my way to whatever. Like, do you need anything? Like just that mindset of right where I am, like, how can what I'm already doing, how can I use that to, to see someone else and to be a blessing? One thing that I love that you say is to just stop going through life on the autopilot of distraction and convenience and boy, oh boy. Are we living in a world that is filled with distraction and this little bubble that we all kind of live in and don't really leave? How do we get away from that and get into that? I think recognizing it and saying we want to get away from it is a good first step. Um, and I, and it sounds simple, but like that's hard. It's hard to be like, okay, I want to not be glued to my phone 24-7 because And I'm also someone who I value productivity. Like I'm a girl with a list and I like to get things done. And so if I'm waiting in line at the grocery store, I'm probably thinking about the work project I have to finish. Uh, What should I cook for dinner? Follow up with that friend. And I'm probably scrolling Instagram at the same time. Like all of that is going on. And not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but if that's my constant posture, There's no room to see the woman ahead of me who might have tears behind her eyes or to see the woman behind me who is visibly shaken and I could easily let her go ahead of me and that would bless the socks off of her day. Like we're not seeing people. And so I think we just, we, we need to practice. We need to practice discipline of putting down our phones or it helps me to write since I carry a lot in my head, write it out write out my prayers, write out my concerns, write out my to-dos, get it out of my head. So then I have a little bit of mental space to, to be aware of others. And I think it comes down to turning from a self-focus to an other's focus mentality of not just what do I need to get through this day? What do I need to feel good about this day? But what about, what about other people? Like, what about my neighbor across the street who lost her husband and is, and is alone. Like, what can I do to make her feel seen and loved on a regular Tuesday? Definitely simple when you think of it in that way, when you put it into a different perspective. Why did you decide to put all of this into a book and share it with the world? Because I really believe that our small kindness can make a big impact. And I want to see the world change for love in Jesus name. And I want people to feel empowered to not feel like, ah, I don't have what it takes to be a difference maker, or I will have what it takes when, when I have more time, when I have more money, when my circumstances aren't quite so hard. Um, And I think 
the call is right now, right where we are with exactly what we have, even, or I think, especially when it feels like not enough, that's the opportunity that we get to experience God's power to see more of him. And I think that's really also the invitation of the simple difference that I'm excited about for people to discover is that it's not just about, okay, again, not what, what can I do, but how can I see more? And a part of it is a journey too, of we first have to see and fully understand God's lavish loving kindness for us. It is abundant. And we really start to live out of a place of his love, then it's that overflow into other people. And I think, you know, I have my own little, I think of like life as like a little pond and each time I'm kind, it's like, uh, I'm throwing a stone in that pond and it makes a little ripple. Um, and I, my pond, my stones will never reach your pond or my friend's pond or, someone across town or across the world. But if we were all throwing our stones of kindness in our own pond, those ripples would magnify. And I have this visual in my mind of these waves of change that can come and actually change the, the, the shape and the look of our current culture, just the way that over time, you know, waves can erode a landscape and change that landscape. And so I think that, yes, like every day in my own life, I'm committed to living a simple difference, but if we became, you know, a, a huge family, a global family of simple difference makers, think about like the, the multiplied impact that we can make. And it's, it's exciting. And what a better time to release a book like this. We're living in a world right now where there's so much animosity between people, so mm-hmm. much anger and, and just division. Yeah. What a better time than right now. Did you know when you put this together that the timing would be so perfect? I had no idea. I had no idea. The publishing process is long. Like this book was in the works long before um, COVID, long before a lot of, you know, the tensions and divisions that have, um, you know, the last year and a half have risen to the forefront of a lot of our minds. No, I had no idea. And even that I just call out as the kindness of God. Like he, I think this is a a timeless message, but really it is so timely because, you know, anytime I talk to someone and they're like, what simple difference, like what's that about? I'm like, well, it's about, it's about kindness. Be like, oh my gosh, the world needs more kindness. And, but I think that again, I hope that people will not just be like, oh, another thing on my to-do list. That it's really a way of living, a way of seeing. And, um, and trust me, I go first and I, I share all of like, my brutally honest, like I'm, this has not come naturally to me. Like, and a lot of these things are simple. Like there's things in our lives that are barriers, our own biases, our distraction, our, our awkwardness, like, like we've talked about, but it's possible to, to make small changes in our own hearts and lives that, that really have a eternal impact. And, uh, that's what I'm after. Tell us where can we find the simple difference and also how can we stay uh, updated with you and follow along on online? Yeah. Thank you for asking. The simple difference is available uh, wherever books are sold. Um, I also have a, if someone's interested, I have a companion Bible study called courageous kindness, live the simple difference right where you are. And it's a six week Bible study that goes even deeper into what does God say about his own kindness and what does he call us to do? Um, and you can find out about both the book and the Bible study at be the simple difference.com. 
and I have leader resources and a free book club discussion guide. The Simple Difference is a great book to go through with friends. Um, and my favorite place to connect is on Instagram and I'm just at Becky Keefe. So we'd love for you guys to come in and say hi to me there. Let me know that you heard me on this show and, um, yeah, let's just share slices of ordinary life and encourage one another to do the next kind thing. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Oh, Colleen and Mike, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, if you want to listen to this conversation or any of our other conversations, again, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that podcast at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.